How's it going, Knicks fans? Welcome back to Fireside Knicks with your boys, Alex and Ryan. If you're new to the channel, make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Daily content on all platforms. Appreciate you guys. As always, we've got a big series coming up against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Donovan Mitchell has definitely uh, said some things, and he wants to get the most out of that squad. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell always wanted to be a Nick, grew up in, the, grew up in Brooklyn. He's someone that was rumored heavily to be a Nick, and of course... He wouldn't have it any other way. That's his quote. He wouldn't have it any other way than to be playing the Knicks in the first series um, of the playoffs. And obviously, we need some players to step up. Julius Randle, the reports are indicating he could play for game one. We don't know if he will. The strategy definitely will be interesting depending on how he feels about that ankle. He's out of the boot. He's taking shots. He's making good progress. All optimistic. All positive. But you don't want to re-aggravate that injury in the first game of the series. You want to be careful. You want to put him on a minutes count. You want to make sure he's good. Get it kind of... You know, get get his legs under him. Let him get his sea legs um, and, and, and kind of feel out that injury, see if he can bounce back and it doesn't hurt him too much. Uh, you don't want to overwork someone like that if they're coming off an ankle sprain. So definitely an interesting scenario there, but there are three guys we have in mind that can elevate their game and help out a little bit. Obviously, we need everybody to elevate their game. That goes kind of unspoken, but there's three players in mind that we have specifically um, that should uh, really, you know, needs to play a little bit above their weight class because they have some really, really tough tasks um, in this upcoming series. Ryan, before we dive into the good stuff, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing great. You know, as you mentioned, you know, Knicks, Knicks postseason basketball. It doesn't get more exciting than that. Um, you know, and this is a big series for the Knicks, right? You know, if you if you go out there and you compete, you know, you feel like you're not the favorites in this series. I think the betting odds reflect that. Um, if you're able to compete in this series, make it a six, seven game series, or if you flat out just win it, um, that's going to be monumental for this franchise. That's a huge step in the right direction, right? You feel like this team just needs the postseason experience. This team just needs a taste of some postseason success uh, so that they can continue to build on that for next year, right? Is this team coming into this postseason with an expectation to go out and win the NBA Finals? No. Uh, is this team uh, is it, Has this team already accomplished enough to consider this season pretty successful? Yes, I'd say this is one of the better outcomes for the Knicks. Um, but you feel like you don't want to just sell, you don't want to sell this team's ceiling short. You don't want to go out there and, and, you know, say, oh, well, it doesn't matter what happens in the postseason. If they get swept, you're going to feel pretty disappointed, right? If they get beat down, you're going to feel pretty disappointed. This team, this is this is huge for this, this team. And as you mentioned, the Randall News are encouraging because there's a chance. We talked about that, you know, whether we want to see him there or not. You know, we'd rather kind of not rush him back. But if he's cleared to go medically, I'm no doctor. I'm not going to, uh, you know, advocate against it. But one of the big guys who have to step up in this series is R.J. Barrett, right? He has struggled all year, he has been really just inconsistent. The defense has taken a massive regression. The offensive numbers in terms of points per game are still good looking, but the three-point shot isn't there, right? He, he has not found efficiency. He has just been a shell of himself, right? And if you look at the team, the, how the Knicks, their net rating with him off the court, it's a dramatic difference. This isn't, you know, uh, just an eye test thing. This is, you know, the numbers prove it. The eye test proves it. He just doesn't really, he has not given a lot of positive contributions to the Knicks this year. Um, and that's going to put his playoff minutes in question, right? Quinton Grimes has been excellent to end the season. Josh Hart has been excellent since being acquired. I mean, I don't really have to say much about Emmanuel Quickly. We know what Emmanuel Quickly is capable of and what he's doing. Uh, Jalen Brunson, obviously. So those are, you know, that's a guard, a wing, a guard, and a wing that are going to currently be better than R.J. Barrett as an option for you uh, in the postseason. So if you're R.J. Barrett, you know, what do you, you know, what is your role? What do you, how, how are the Knicks going to play you? How are the Knicks going to utilize you? Are you closing in the fourth quarter? That's all going to depend, I think, on that first game. If he goes out there and he really struggles, 
I don't know how many minutes he's going to get in the postseason. I don't know how much they're going to rely on him to play. You know, he's someone that's important for the second unit when he's going right because unlike a lot of the guys in the second unit, he's a shot creator. He's pretty aggressive with his shot. He will go out there and he'll force something. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, Toppin is like not, uh, is like doesn't know how to score, but he obviously isn't going to be as aggressive as a RJ Barrett because one of these guys are an established NBA player and he has many more years of experience and more points per game and a lot of stuff, whereas Toppin doesn't necessarily have the offensive bag that RJ Barrett does so this is a huge series for him and it's going to also reflect a lot of his um future in New York if he goes out there and he struggles you know it's going to leave a bad taste in the fan the mouth of a lot of Nick fans and the organization you're going to look and you're going to say if the Knicks lose in this series and RJ Barrett plays poorly and it comes down to six or seven games you're going to feel like hey if if the Knicks didn't play RJ Barrett if the Knicks had someone instead of RJ Barrett like a league average player maybe they would have won that series right so I'm personally rooting for him to go out there and succeed not just because he's a New York Nick but because I wanted to be able to turn around that narrative a good postseason series for RJ Barrett changes a lot of the conversations about RJ Barrett this year and, and you feel like you can build on that going into next year so i don't know what you think about that but rj barrett's kind of the big one you're right rj barrett is probably the biggest one because you know the way i saw it this year was when you know julius randall came off the floor jalen brunson came off the floor it was rj barrett's second team to run he was there to maintain the offensive pace of that team and instead emmanuel quickly said move over RJ I'll I'll handle the load and our, and you know quickly went out there and kicked ass and that's what he's become quickly he's become the leader of that second unit he's played so well in the second unit he's getting minutes in the first unit he's taking over starting uh minutes at times when the guys are injured so you know RJ's completely lost that kind of like hidden position battle to quickly um in terms of who was going to be the focal offensive point on the second team and RJ's just completely become a role player. He hasn't become a focal point. He's really fallen into just a role player, and that's unfortunate because they paid him big money and they wanted him to develop into that guy. Now, let me let me get one thing out of the way. RJ Barrett is really young, right? He was he twenty three years old. RJ Barrett can't be any more um, than that age. Twenty four. He might be younger than that. Do you know? He's twenty two. He's not I even twenty three. Yeah. Right. Look, RJ Barrett is a child. Okay, he is so far away from being a, a fully developed product. He is so far away from being everything that we know he can be. We just get lost in it because he's been in the league for four years. He's been in the league since he was like 19 years old, 18 years old, right? So you really look at him and you and you ask yourself, why isn't he there yet? Because he's still 22. The guy just started drinking beer in Manhattan, for God's sake. You know what I mean? This is such a young player. And I'm giving him the leash because he is young and he's still very raw in a lot of parts of his game. And he's still averaging near 20 points a game. But, as you said... He's having a relative down year defensively, and this is a player that prides himself on his defense, right? He wanted to be defensive of the, of the year last year, you know, and this year as well, and, you know, that's kind of where he holds his value, and it just hasn't been that. If R.J. Barrett wants to make a positive impact on this team during the, during the playoffs, it's going to be through his defense, in my opinion. You know what I mean? You have a lot of high-octane, potent scorers, Jalen Brunson, Grimes, who we're going to talk about in a moment, obviously Randall, Quickly. All of these guys are like potent scorers, but R.J. Barrett, that hasn't been there for him. And when you're a, when you're struggling offensively, you got to step it up on other parts of your game. The defensive metrics need to get better. They need to be more consistent. He's got to show up defensively to at least prove to Tom Thibodeau, if even if I'm not scoring well, I can come back on the next series and I can get it. I can I can grab a steal. I can put it home. You know, I can you know whatever it might be, block a shot. I can lock down uh, whoever it is. I can you know jump in the way and, and interfere with a, with a three point shot and at least help uh, that go you know unsuccessful. There's so many things you can do as a defensive piece just to make minor 
impacts, and R.J. Barrett has failed to do that at times. Um, but I do think he, he, when he's at the top of his game, not only is a really a great defender, but he's also a very efficient scorer. You know, when he's driving the paint, when he's aggressive, that's when I think we see the best version of R.J. Barrett, when he's aggressive and he's confident and he's running into the paint and he's making moves and he's using that left hand to score. That's when we see the best version of R.J. Barrett. We've seen him just try to rely a little bit too much on the, shoot, on the shooting um, attempts at times. As you said, those three-point attempts, he's down to 31% this year. If I were the Knicks, I would tell him to get the hell away from the three-point line. You know, go in. The second you get that ball in the corner, drive the baseline. You know, drive the baseline. Use that left hand. Go around it under the basket. You know, draw defenders in. Pass the ball out. Whatever it might be, make an impact. But the aggression from R.J. Barrett hasn't been there at times, and that's been a little bit concerning to me. I want him to be confident. I want him to be driving into the, into, into the paint. But with that being said... Cleveland is a very good interior, uh, has a very good interior defense. Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, they're very good in there. And they you really got to um, beat them via shooting. So with that being said, I think that if RJ is to lose any minutes, it's because the matchup is bad for him. I think it's because you want your best shooters on the floor, and he unfortunately just isn't a best shooter right now, but that doesn't mean he can't be in the future. Like I said, very young, still developing, a lot of time left for him to take that big step forward. This year, you know, it is what it is. You kind of hope he bounces back in the postseason, but I'm not expecting a ton um, of improvement. Uh, but with that being said, let's head over to, to Quentin Grimes for a second. This is a player who, as you said, ended the season very strong, but... He needs to step up in the playoffs. This is where he's going to make a big impact. Donovan Mitchell, you know, he's going to be guarding him a lot. That's where you're going to see Quentin Grimes on Donovan Mitchell. Can you stop him, one of the league's elite scorers? Absolutely not. Can you limit him? You can try, but it's going to be easier said than done. If Quentin Grimes wants to make an impact in this game, it's going to be defensively. But he's also, you know, very good three-point shooter. We're, we're confident in him making those shots. We're confident in him scoring. He's shooting 38.6% from beyond the arc this year. Um, in the month of April, he's averaging 25 points a game. He's shooting 46.5% from three and a 56.3% uh, field goal rate. He's been a electric over the past couple of days uh, but that being said the defense is going to really show up here against Donovan Mitchell that's where he can make his biggest impact um, of course in the offensive sides we know he's consistent in those categories but you know when it comes to Grimes where do you think he has to shine here how do you think he steps up um, and, and why do you think he can be a catalyst for the Knicks in this series yeah, so Quinnen Grimes uh, specifically wanted to be more aggressive kind of later in the season. You know, obviously that went up when the starters weren't playing uh, in those final few games once the Knicks clinched a fifth seed. Um, but there are going to be shots that he's that are available, right? You know, if Randall doesn't play, there are definitely going to be shots that are available. Even if Randall does play, as you mentioned, they are a strong interior defense. You want to kind of draw them to the, to the uh, perimeter. You want to get guys like Donovan Mitchell on a defensive matchup. Qu Quinton Grimes is a quick trigger with his three-point shot. I don't know if you see that shot, man. Sometimes it's just quick like he can get the ball catch release I mean on the catch and shoot he could be lethal right he shot 38.6% from three yes but on nearly six attempts so the volume is there right he can be a pretty damn good shooter and he's trending in the right direction the shot selection's pretty good he can he even has you know like if you look at his two-point percentage it's elite right like he, he can drive to the basket if need be this is a pretty talented scorer I don't think Quinton Grimes is just a catch and uh, a catch and shoot three-point guy right you know as you mentioned the defense is big for Quinton Grimes Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland are going to give the Knicks an absolute, they're going to give the Knicks a fit defensively. But if you can limit them, if you can make sure that, yes, you know, Donovan Mitchell, you're not going to hold them to 10 points a game. That's not happening, right? 
you know, he'll, if, he, if you hold him to 10 minutes a game, maybe I start dunking. You know, maybe that'll happen in that same universe, right? But, you know, Donovan Mitchell, he's going to go out and score. You just have to make sure he doesn't give you, you know, 50, right? If you can hold him, if you can, if you can stop him from getting every shot he wants, you can hold down other guys on the team. If you can, if Donovan Mitchell gets 30, right, you know, they're still, they still need to score 60, 70 more points to even have a conversation of winning the game, right? You know, you need to shut down everything outside of Donovan Mitchell. They are not a, they are not a team that ranks very well in offensive rating. You know, it's going to be kind of a defense of slog you're not going to get a lot of efficient shooting nights in the New York Knicks but as you mentioned if they can get hot from three that can determine a series all it really takes is getting hot from three when you're talking about two teams that are as evenly matched as the Knicks and the Cavaliers are and Grimes has had some pretty decent success against Mitchell in the past he hasn't torched the Knicks this year now he had that big game uh you know at the end of the year where he just you know he he went off but Brunson was able to outduel him and the Knicks were able to pull away with a win but for the most part Grimes has kept Mitchell a little as as close to at bay as you can keep at uh, an explosive score like Mitchell at bay um and end of the day again the shots falling if that happens if the defense is is solid you're gonna love what you get from Quinton Grimes he's gonna be a huge catalyst for this series I, I feel like you kind of know what you're getting from Jalen Brunson Julius Randall obviously those two guys huge factors if they don't play well this team's not gonna win the series but got you know those those guys like Quinton Grimes you know those guys like Josh Hart those role players who you know I, I don't use role player in an insulting way I actually use it in a positive way being a good role player on a playoff team is very underrated and Quinton Grimes has been a good role player on a good playoff team and I think there's potential for him to play up a little bit more than that and kind of show out a little bit here a good postseason series really raised his stock this is just a year two player he's also only 22 years old right like he's also extremely young there's still the sky's still the limit for this kid and he took a massive scoring leap and a massive efficiency leap so I'm really excited to see what he can give the Knicks in this series I'm so pumped to see what he can give, give us this series. I think he can really step up and have a big series Absolutely. I mean, look, Grimes just has that veteran moxie about him, which is really exciting uh, for Knicks fans and you know us especially. We, we love him. Uh, but you know the, what we like about Quentin Grimes is he could be one of the best three and D guys in the league. I kind of I actually see that for him being one of the best three and D guys in the league. But I'd even go out and let me say I think he could be more than a three and D guy. You know, he, you watch the athleticism he has. You watch the ability for him to drive the lane. You watch the ability of that aggression that he contains. The uh, the elbow jumpers, like he is very good everywhere. Um, but with that being said, the Knicks have kind of utilized in that three and D approach, you know, having him kind of be that sharpshooter, play really good defense. But I think that we could see his game expand in the future. I really do think that, you know, he's a good ball handler. He's never going to be a point guard. Um, you know, always going to be kind of that shooting guard aspect, but I do really think that his role could be a lot more expansive in the future. I think this year we're going to see that three and D, you know, value come to life in the postseason as it has at the end of the campaign. Um, you know, he's shooting excellent. And that's where you're going to see him just dominate. You know, it's being an elite three-point shooter with great defense is a really good thing to have. You know, like you, that's a really good player in the NBA. Think about how many great players that we've seen in the past. And you know, I mean, Clay. I mean, Clay Thomas is kind of like that. You look at a ultimately, you know, maybe not the best defensive player in the world, but he is an elite three-point shooter. He's an elite scorer. I would love Grimes to kind of follow a similar suit. Obviously, that would be the best case scenario, him becoming Clay Thomas, but um, ultimately, I do I do think that Grimes is just tapping into that potential now. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, juice left to be had, and I do think that what his game is going to end up being is going to look a little bit different than what it is right now, which is a very exciting thing because that just means he's building upon strengths. But the number one guy here... Um, that I think has to step up, you know, aside from R.J. Barron and Grimes, is Mitchell Robinson. You know, Mitchell Robinson had 20 rebounds against the Indiana, Indiana Pacers. He was sick. The last three games of the season with Julius Randle out, he was ridiculous. But 
Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, really good rebounders. Uh, Mitchell Robinson's going to have to step up and dominate the paint. He's going to have to show that aggression. He's going to have to do the cardio. I know he doesn't like it. I know he wants to be a scorer. He's going to have to run the floor. He's going to have to be aggressive. This is a player who can be the difference between the Knicks winning and losing this game because of the offensive rebounds. If he can get a, a lot of offensive rebounds like Jared Allen does for that team, Evan Mobley gets a lot as well. He can be a catalyst for the Knicks here. Those rebounds, kick it out to Grimes, bam, that's three points he didn't have before. You know, Mitchell Robinson could be the difference in winning and losing this game because of his defense as well. He has seven blocks apiece in his last two games. The defense has showed up. The rebounding has showed up. He's been scoring a little bit more recently with uh, Randall off the floor. He looks a lot more comfortable. Um, Ryan, when you're looking at Mitchell Robinson, what do you think about him and the catalyst he can be in this series? You know, I didn't really think of Mitchell Robinson when you initially mentioned the topic, but man, that's a great selection right there. You're right. The Cavs have, again, they have great interior presence. This is a team that's going to go out and they're going to dominate, or at least they anticipate to dominate the rebound statistics uh, against the Knicks. If Mitchell Robinson can have a big series, if Mitchell Robinson can get the job done and play a little, you know, we know he's a good center, but can he play a little bit higher than that? Like, can he just, can he elevate his game just a little bit? If you can do that, man, and you, you take a lot of those second possession points for the Cavaliers, you're going to create a lot of issues for them. You're going to create a lot of situations where they're going to have some troubles, you know, scoring the basketball. If you take away, if you limit the amount of shots the team is going to get, if you take away some of their second possession, their second possession points, they're going to really struggle, right? And as you mentioned, offensive boards, getting the Knicks second point possessions, right? The Cavs have done a really good job at limiting other teams from taking, you know, get, you know, missing a shot off getting an offensive rebound and getting a second shot in if the Knicks can do that well and we know Josh Hart's a good rebounding guard as well so it's not like Mitchell Robinson is going to be all alone out there right Randall averaged quite a few rebounds as well this year too so you know you're looking at those guys yes to rebound but Mitchell Robinson's the big presence there because he's not as big of a he doesn't have as big of a scoring load as other guys if he's averaging two field goal, field goal attempts a game this series I don't really care as long as he gives me great defense like you know there are gonna be people who are gonna post like oh look at his points in this game but you know what the impact I care about the impact I care about the offensive boards how many times is Mitchell Robinson gonna give us a chance to get a second shot right because again this team isn't super efficient from three they don't take a lot of threes and hit a lot of threes they're not you know again this team is not the 2015 or 2016 Golden State Warriors uh to keep drawing comparisons to like Clay Thompson I'm going to keep the theme there uh but you know if you give them a lot of attempts from three if you give them a lot of opportunities to shoot the basketball they're going to make you pin you're also going to tire off the defense you're going to maintain possession a lot more you can run out the clock a little bit you want to just control the game right the Cavs are not a the type of team that you know you're up 20 and they just drop 70 on you in the second half that's not the Cleveland Cavaliers what they do very well though is you know they'll get out to an early lead and they'll just hold you down you just cannot get into the scoring sheet you cannot get on a run they're very similar to a run first offense in the NFL um where you know they're not going to come back down two possessions but if they go up two possessions you're kind of screwed kind of like a Philadelphia Eagles type of team right where they go up two scores and they can run the ball so well and kind of milk the clock and you're screwed right you you can't get back into the game that's how the Cavs are going to beat you with defense time of possession all of those things if the Knicks can chip away at those things and Mitchell Robinson is going to play a huge role in that you take away what they do well you're gonna beat the crap out of them you're not gonna, again you're not gonna just beat them. you beat the crap out of them if you take away their ability to do that um so i i definitely think that that's a great pull because i wasn't really sure who you're gonna go with that third guy but robinson phenomenal pull there i think that's the right guy to talk about yeah, I mean, look, that that's the reality of the situation is that Cleveland is an elite rebounding team. A lot of aggression, a lot of physicality. Mitchell's got to be 
there. He's got to be in the paint. He's got to be dominating. He's got to show uh, that positioning prowess. He's got to show that aggressiveness, and he could be a difference maker. He will be a difference maker in this contest, so I'm definitely excited to see what this Knicks team can do. we got four days until the start of the series, my friends. We're getting anxious, but we're excited. we got you guys covered here on Fireside Knicks with all of the updates and news. As always, appreciate all the love. Make sure to like and subscribe as always, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.